Hey, hey, welcome to a brand new episode of Straight Up Show Podcast. I am your host, Calvin, joined by my lovely host, Christina, my handsome host, Brandon, and the oh-so-ever-talented Lee. How y'all doing today? Good. I'm good. I miss y'all. Nothing. It has been a while since, what, beginning? Like I think it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Episode. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. was it? Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, y'all don't love me no more, you know. Nope. That, that being said, dude, that like that that still feels fresh to me. I, I feel like we just did the Thanksgiving episode. I know this has been a long season. This has been a long season. Uh, but it's been a great season, and we've had some laughs, we had some tears, we've had some up and downs on this season, but it has been a phenomenal season five. We're coming close uh to an end. And guess what, y'all? I want to say. Happy Black History Month. Today is the first day of Black History Month uh, worldwide. It's not celebrated just in America, but uh, it's worldwide. So happy Black History Month, y'all. Yeah, it is February. And it's the one month where we, we talk about this type of stuff. <laughs> just that's, one month. That's, that's, not that's only, all I not got Not only is it the shortest, not, it's the most difficult to pronounce. The shortest month, too. Yeah. <laughs> February. February. Yeah, he and said it we wrong. share it with Valentine's Day. Oh, February. February. No, February. 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 They could have given us all the other ones. They're like, and speaking of, say, and speaking of Black History Month, the NAACP is motto is a mind is a terrible thing. Wait, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> February is the month of Black. I'm just messing with y'all. I'm you know, about to say, wait, like, is it? Really? It is. It I is. was like, that's from the NAACP. It is. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah, that is. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, see, y'all. See, man, look, I'm, I'm down. So, y'all already messing up on Black Lord, history already. Man. See, this is why I didn't want to. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, man. Disclaimer, early disclaimer. I didn't want to do this because when it comes to Black History Month, I'm like, ah, there's, there's, you know, the base, the basic ones that I think of, which mm-hmm. I think all of us was like, you know what, let's make mm-hmm. sure we don't do the furthest, like the the closest. The rule is to you're us. not allowed to do any of them that you learned about in school. <laughs> That's the unspoken new rule. Right. Although I did have the idea of uh, tracking down my fifth grade report on George Washington Carver. But couldn't find it in time, unfortunately. I would have been so impressed if you could. <laughs> and see, I just watched the Proud Family for that. I'm sorry. I just oh, wow. don't. I just, that's how terrible I am. We're, we're kind of in that renaissance now where, I mean, a lot, a lot of people are, are learning about, like, bl- like, Black history through TV. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there was stuff in, uh, what was it, Watchmen recently that a, a lot of people like myself were like, oh, this massive historical event happened i never heard about it in school and there you know it wasn't a great event so there are reasons why you didn't hear about it in school but probably should have mm-hmm. and i feel bad because i didn't know about uh the tulsa riots in school i didn't learn that until after school i mean right. honestly i didn't know about it until the 100th anniversary of uh the tulsa riots which is crazy because uh and we're, we're gonna talk about education in school when it comes to black history but 
because some people are trying to hide that from us right now, you know, and uh, that's one of the main issues that we're having right now, uh, especially with the critical race theories in school, which I've lost my best friend over there right now, but neither here or there, that's a little personal issue. Uh, I will wipe my tears away, crusty right now, but wipe my no, tears no, away. No. Okay, I'm about to say. <laughs> a little crusty no, right now, but it I'm is, I don't, I don't know what it is, but anyway. Uh, so hey, this is Black History Month, and like Lee said, that there's so much that we don't uh, know. So we're gonna do things a little different here, because when it comes to Black History Month, it's always about like oh the Harriet Tubman's, the you know the Kuta Kintes or the MLKs, in which we don't we don't ever want to take away what they mean to not only the world but to American history as well. Uh, we would never take care of that, but we're a little younger, so a lot of our experiences. Uh, we, we, we can't really relate uh, to those. And we can because we see the benefit of their hard work and their sacrifice. Uh, so if you're watching us right now on Facebook Live, we want you to be a part of our show as usual. Uh, leave us a comment. Tell us what are some of your famous Black figures that you inspire, that has inspired you, sorry. And what does Black history uh, mean to you? Uh, so make sure you post that uh, in our comment section and we will read your comments as real live right now. So with that being said, let me start with Brandon. What do you think is Black history? Can you tell me what do you think is Black history? Uh, what I think, uh, let me, I guess the best thing I can say is what I feel Black History Month is. Wait, Black History Month or Black History? The month. Okay, so for me, the Black History Month is, it's, it's, us making like just putting a month on reminding people hey don't forget to learn about our history because you may not be learning it throughout the history so it's like a constant reminder every every year hey don't forget uh we have these this this history that you probably didn't learn and sadly probably that's about the same people every year uh you just hear you just same reminder so hopefully and i'm glad we're doing this once again so we can add more characters that you can probably look into do some research and i also have a challenge for everybody at the end of the show uh that for you this month so hopefully you can do and just prepare so you can get out of this constant loop yeah and uh, that's a lot to think about you're totally right uh lee what do you think that black history month is oh uh, it's i mean it kind of says it in the name it's it's a time to celebrate black history and uh a time to reminisce about i mean like the kind of stuff we just mentioned at, at the top of the show like i didn't know there was a black stock market uh j just just realizing that the world is so much bigger than you are and that's coming you know from me a white person but at the same time as like a queer person you know you can also see the shades of like oh uh I've, I've felt suffering because of who I am. These people have also felt suffering because who they are. So you can you you can put yourself in their shoes, and like you know, like we were talking about, uh, no, we're not just looking at the the big historical figures. We're 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 looking for that personal connection, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what you what uh, who you guys picked because my personal connection it means a lot to me, and I'm looking I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what you guys and uh, who the people listening also, uh, who inspire them. 
Yeah. And that's kind of the challenge I gave to the, I kind of gave them homework. So we've been prepping for this show for about a week or two. And uh, cause I know that especially with critical race theory going on, uh, this is very, very personal that we, we make sure that we uplift. Uh, and for the first time ever, I think the more that more people were trying to denounce uh, our history in America, the more that I feel excited that we can be celebrated like MLK day. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, a great day. And it's a great day because that's a day when uh, Betty White's birthday that we celebrate. So it's kind of like, there's so much love and everything surrounding just anything with us being uh, in America and the whole value. And uh, Christina, I'm going to go to you next because I think before yet, Christina has given the best soundbite on this show's history from TV to wherever. She's given a soundbite. I'm going to play it at the end of the show, but uh it really, it's something that I would forever stick to about freedom. Uh, but Christina, can you tell us in your own words, what do you think Black history is? Black history for me is, it's, it's, it's something that's harder to talk about for us. Like I was listening to everyone's answers, but Lee's in particular kind of made me think, um, oh, I'm knocking everything over. Lee, said you know he's finding things out and he's like I didn't know and I'm and in my head you know I, I appreciate those answers too but I'm, I'm like you didn't know because it was so hidden so black history for me is uncovering what real American history is so it, it's it, the month itself annoys me that we have to always narrow ourselves down to 28 days of discussion because these are things that should be common knowledge, not the, not even the dramatic, horrible parts of it. I was like, these are things that were intentionally withheld that you should have grown up knowing about. The, the inventors alone, just the fun parts of our history should have been known. How many people don't know Black inventors and scientists and, and just designers and things in general that you have poured into you your entire life? You learn about all races but our history in particular has been so buried. So Black history is uncovering our truths and our, our ancestors' truths and, and kind of taking claim of who we are. You know, you don't have to always agree with it. You don't have to like how it's being shown about or whatever. But I was like, it, it's for me, it's, it's our right to be heard and seen by other people. You know, it, it's just it's important for a reason to me, you know, it, it, it's not just, oh, we're going to learn about Madam C.J. Walker this month. We're going to learn about Martin Luther. I'm like, we, 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 we knew, <laughs> we knew about the slaves. We knew about these figures, but these are things that should have already been told. So it's us trying to fix what was wrong. Yeah. So that's in a nutshell, how I kind of feel about what Black history is. It's it's righting the wrongs and bringing things to the light that should have always been known. Like mm. at this point, we, we're we about to have to revamp every history book, <laughs> every school book, every history book. We might as well start an entire, well, no, there already are courses on Black history, but you have to be in college studying Black history <laughs> to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's my answer. Sorry, I'm I'm <laughs> don't teach don't teach our kids about civil rights at all because that's just just horrible. And and speaking of like you know history, like you know I'm an avid 
uh, person likes to watch wrestling, hence the t-shirt, which is available right now at straightupshowpodcast.com. It's S-T-R, number eight, upshowpodcast.com. Plug. Uh, so, you know, and I posted this thing, what really disturbed me, right? And I was just, because I really don't watch much TV, but I was watching wrestling this day. And 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 y'all can tell me what was wrong with this. And they said, uh, hello and welcome to Monday Night Raw. Uh, happy MLK Day, live from Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, Lee's face says it all. <laughs> so... I put that on our Straight Up Show uh, podcast TikTok, right? And it has like almost 70 views right now. But the comment section was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. What does it mean? What does it mean? And like, of course, the people of color knew what it meant. But it was just so many people saying that they don't know what it meant. They don't get it. They don't get it. Like, and Lisa, you're making that face right right now. Can you tell people what was wrong with that comment? <laughs> well, sadly, that probably would have been me like five to ten years ago, because because that it's it's so messed up. Because it's like, it, I guess that's a white people thing. It's not part of our, our culture, so it's not part of our upbringing. So of course, that's not that's not important. That doesn't need to occupy our brain space, but uh no nah, it, it really should because it has a lot of impact on a lot of people uh <laughs> yeah but, but the, the face you made kind of said it all like you, you got you, you got it you got what uh, i what, what, what i was saying I, I and my response to the whole thing was like no no and they got seventy thousand views on it because it was like wait what <laughs> did y'all not just your producing that tell you that maybe you you know what i mean just not today never underestimate the ignorance of white people i didn't say it (laughs) we will always surprise you (laughs) and and but the thing is it was crazy because just like social media there were trolls there were like that was 100 years ago give it up like or you're race baiting i'm like eesh Years ain't that long, folks. I hate yeah. to tell you. Like, Betty White literally just turned up. hundred, right? <laughs> Seriously. That, when, when there's still people who are alive. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. not that long ago. Exactly. And my thing is, is that a lot of people or, you know, even with producing this episode, I'm not calling anybody out, but even trying to get resources for this episode and like say, some people were hesitant and didn't want to speak on it and we kind of said it's not my lane and i respect that you know but it was kind of like wow anything else you're you're gung-ho for it but this but this no but this no so this is kind of episode we're going to have today and before we go uh, i'm going to clarify what black history month uh, is uh so uh, the history of black history month uh, basically uh black history month was created in 1926 uh, originally, uh, when historian Carter G. Woodson, somebody I just now found out about, uh, and the Association of the Study of Negro Life and History announced the second week of February to be Negro History Week. Uh, this was chosen because it conceded, coincided with the, the birthday of Abraham Lincoln on February 12th uh, and that of Frederick, Frederick, Frederick Douglass, uh, February 14th, who has an iconic character, by the way. Uh, so which both dates Black communities have celebrated together since the 19th century uh later on back in 1987 uh sorry my bad i lied 1970 uh it was proposed that by black educators and blacks united students at kent state university 
the first celebration of Black History Month took place at Kent State a year later on January 20th, January 2nd to February 20, February 28, 1970. Uh, so on February 20th, sorry, so, so basically uh, six years later, Black History Month was being celebrated all across the country with educational institutions, centers of Black culture, community centers, both great and small. When President Gerald Ford recognized Black History Month in 1976 during the celebration of United States Bicentennial. Uh, so he said that Americans had seized the opportunity to honor too often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area in, in, of endeavor uh, throughout our history. Uh, so we want to make sure that we keep this going, whether it be Black clubs, white clubs. We want to make sure that we are recognized uh, through the progression of Black Americans, not only in our country, uh, but all across the world as well. And uh, so that's pretty much what it is what Black History is, and we're going to celebrate Black History today on the Straight Up Show podcast. We have a lot more. Make sure you stay tuned on the other side of the break. Summer is approaching, that season where most friends and family travel, have family reunions, and enjoy that family vacation you've had over a year to plan. If you haven't had your vaccinations yet, there's still time. You might think you're fine now, but the reality is you're not. There's still contagious variants out there, and some states and cities are still behind on getting vaccinated. Don't ruin your family vacation by worrying about traveling in a hot spot. And don't be the one to cause a loved one at your family reunion to get sick. If you're still deciding on whether or not to take the vaccine, do some real research. And most of all, do what's best for you and your family. Take the politics out of it. And like everything on our show, think about it with an open mind. Hey, Calvin here, host of the Straight Up Show podcast. And guess what? We're back bigger and better than ever with new guests, new straight up topics, and a new way to support the Straight Up Show podcast. That's right. You can now support our podcast by becoming a Patreon patron. Straight Up has four different tiers that you can choose from, with each tier having their own perks. Your monthly donation helps us produce efficient straight up content that you love so much. For more details, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash straight up show podcast 318. That's patreon.com forward slash straight up show podcast 318. All right, welcome back to the Straight Up Show podcast. Happy Black History Month to everyone out there. Uh, this is our Black History Month episode, and I am so happy to learn about all things Black history uh, that happened throughout America and the world. Uh, with you right now, we're broadcasting live right now on Facebook Live. So if you're watching this on Facebook Live, please tell us who are some of your favorite Black historians or somebody that inspires you currently in Black history. Uh, also, and tell us what does Black history mean uh, to you? So with that being said, we've been having conversations about what we think is Black history. We kind of talk about where it all started. Uh, Gerald Ford actually made sure that Black History Month was recognized in America all throughout the country back in the 1970s. Uh, so we want to thank you all uh, who have paved the way for Black history for us to be here to have the freedoms and things that we have right now. Uh, some of the things that you might know about is Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, 
uh, definitely Barack Obama, but there are so many people besides the, the I guess the, the the more popular ones that have paved the way for Black history. So before we go further in our episode, let's talk about some items in America, everyday culture that you probably wouldn't know uh, happened and I mean about somebody of a of a black race. So uh, one thing is the uh, like golf t-shirts. Uh, that was invented by George, Dr. George Grant, the ice cream scooper by Alfred L. Creel. And I might be butchering these names, so I'm not really good uh, at pronunciation. But uh, the lawnmower uh, was invented by John Albert Burr, fully made it over the lawnmower, bringing a better traction, rotator blades, and allowed cutting closer to buildings. Uh, the modern day toilet uh, was made by Thomas Elkins. Uh, your bathroom, uh, it wouldn't be as comfortable without him. Uh, Thomas W. Stewart created the mop. Uh, the reversible uh, baby stroller uh, was William Richardson created the first baby stroller with independent wheels. Hmm. Okay, so apparently I'm not how true, true this is, and but the, the first ever drag queen was William Dorsey Swan as one of the first drag queens in U.S. history, apparently. Uh, I'm not sure how true it is, but one of my favorite drag queens is Sylvester. Love his music. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, the Biscuit Cutter was AP Ashborn. What else? Uh, just a bunch of stuff. The Stainless Steel pad, Pads, Alfred Benjamin. Um, I can't. So I'm trying to skip the horseshoe. It was by Oscar E. Brown. Street Sweepers were by... I skipped that one. Uh, by C.B. Brooks. There is a lot of stuff I'm looking right now. Wow. Um, the printing press was W.A. La Valetite. I, I butchered the name probably. Uh, does any of these stand out for y'all at all? Oh, the hairbrush was by Lydia Newman. Uh, Madam C.J. Walker, the perm, which <laughs> that I know for sure. I don't know why I know that, but I know that she made the perm. That's all I know about Madam C.J. Walker. I'm pretty sure she's done a lot more than that, but definitely uh, Madam C.J. Walker. But the cellular phone by Henry Sampson, your cell phone. Wow. And uh, let me see. There's a lot. Um, uh, the doorknob and doorstop was by O. Dorsey. A lot, a lot of Dorseys. Of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I did verify. Yeah, that William Dorsey Swan. Yeah, he was the, the first drag queen. Uh, drag queen. So this is a big one for me because I hate being hot in summer. The AC unit was made, was created by Frederick M. Jones for the air conditioning. So the AC unit mm-hmm. didn't even know it. Also, I the re- I, I knew it, but I didn't know the name of the person that did it. Wow. So the base the, the oh, telephone. Really? Telephone transmitter was made by Grainville T. Woods through the telephone system. Wow. Okay. So this is going to be the Grainville T. Woods uh, section because he made the telephone transmitter, the electric cutoff switch, uh, the relay instrument, telephone system, the electric uh, make break, the Galvic battery, uh, the roller coaster, the auto air brake. Wow. Shout out to Grainville T. Woods. Yeah, you're welcome, people. You're welcome. <laughs> but all the, of these, I'm sorry, all these convenient things. You're yeah, welcome. the pacemaker was Otis Boykin. That was uh, the one. Yeah, 
<laughs> and Lee, who you said who made the video game cartridge? Who was that? Did you find uh, out? Yeah, the uh, inventor of the the first video game cartridge was a guy named Jerry Lawson. Jerry Lawson, the video game maker. Wow, cartridge. Wow. So that goes to show you that you know Black history is is well respected, should be well respected in all of everyday media because our Black history is so poignant in our country, right? So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. So which one of these events is kind of stand out for y'all? Any of again? Which and which which one of these inventions stand out to y'all, Christina? <laughs> which one stands out the most? I will go with the video game cartridge thing. Like, because of course I know about the sciences and those, and you know, of course, Madam CJ Walker, she's very important to my to my kind. Um, but yeah, when I when I find out little things about that one, because I knew about the stoplights and everything, but I was like, man, how could you possibly be? <laughs> how could you be racist? I was like, everybody loves video games. Right. <laughs> like what you make possible. <laughs> like what was possible. If you knew this, would your family have been like, you ain't you won't get it. That you'd have been miserable. It would have changed racism. <laughs> Had more people known right away. <laughs> like, oh, my racism means I can't play video games. Uh, yeah, I, I just feel granddaddy, but I gotta get this. <laughs> yeah, and, and gold then, I just came out. <laughs> I just feel like that a lot of these inventions. It goes to show you that you know. Uh, other races need us just as much as we need them. You know what I mean? And like, could you just imagine like us, let's not even talk about music. Man, uh, you know, you love Elvis? Elvis is a moniker of somebody else, you know? Like, and here's the one that's gonna piss a lot of people off. Who likes Friends? The TV show Friends. That wasn't the original. <laughs> what show was that, Christina? <laughs> Uh, living single. Living single. Living single. So, actually, confessed to that one a few years ago that they literally made friends <laughs> to make it a uh, white living single because in living, uh, living single was doing so well. They were like, "Let's do this, but with white people." Yeah. So it I somehow did not know that. And yeah. and the living single theme song lives rent free in my head twenty four seven. Like I can barely tell you the character's name of that show, but I love that theme song so much. Uh, but did not have to go off that much, but she did. You know, later on after being in the show, I'm gonna send y'all the original cut for the uh, original theme for that show. And then you're gonna probably be ruined for the rest of your what? life. It was horrible. Yeah, she had to go off because the original oh, theme really? song was hard. It was horrible. It, it it was called something else besides living single, but oh, really? uh, yeah, it was something else. But like, yeah, they went off. She went off on that song. Thank God because it was just. And it, I know this is really random, but Lee, I love the background in your room. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. you. Like, how about I? <laughs> few minutes earlier it's it's, it's like all part of my uh, x-men versus street fighter aesthetic i got going 
Sorry, my bad. Sorry, I, we're not going on a tangent. But no, that goes to show you that uh, no, you you know that black culture has really inspired uh, America. And we I think we've helped shape America, and you know because it's the the fact that we are fighters. And you know I want those people to say that black people don't have an identity, but uh, because I feel like this, that's a big problem in America. I think, in my opinion, but uh, that we don't have a true identity. But I think that we're fighters and we're innovators. You know what I mean? Like, because even when it comes to music, like, you know, Jackie Wilson, and Elvis Presley, we reinvented that. And then rock and roll, we reinvented that. And it's like hip hop. And like, you know, we are a, a, a race of people who are innovators. And I think that's why people uh, love to, love to, I guess, mock us and imitate us and take us for their, their own thing. But uh, I believe that the, the playing field is becoming more equal uh, as you see, whether it be the first African-American president, now vice president, like we're continuing to make history in this country and we're here to stay. So uh, we're celebrating all things uh, black history and we don't want to, we don't want to do this just at, at in February. We want to do it 365. Shout out to McDonald's, man. You know, <laughs> who was it? Rorwood Jr. Who was like, <laughs> he was like McDonald's loves telling you they do things in the black community. McDonald's. Like, Cal- <laughs> Calvin got a job. Did you know that McDonald's sends black kids to school? Or like just McDonald's. <laughs> I love it. And I feel bad because that commercial about Calvin. I'm like, man, Calvin got a job. Like, sorry. But no, man, we we definitely love the black community and we want to celebrate 365. Uh, so with that being said, we want to talk about some of the, I gave all the, the gang here, uh, uh, all our co-hosts and hosts, uh, assignments for this project that we're doing today. We're going to give y'all who inspires us uh, in black history. So mine is about, about culture. I got two people. Mine is definitely uh, my favorite voice actor. Uh, you may know him as... Uh, the dad off of ATL, or if you watch some Tyler Perry's Greenleaf, but I first met Keith David uh, as a kid in a cartoon as a gargoyle. So if you didn't know, if you watched the TV show on Disney or, or Fox, it was gargoyles. The person that plays Goliath is Keith David. And you've heard his voice before and so many things, but uh, just to hear him do voice acting, that kind of inspired me to get into voice acting and kind of you know do my voice like deep and know how it is and to see him on screen as well to be the actor that he is I was just like wow you know and so Keith David is definitely one of my favorite and he has a prestige look he played in Princess Princess and the Frog too so like he's definitely been one of my favorite voice actors and actors that I really look up to so uh Keith David Thank you so much for the inspiration of Black history, not only in Black, you know, because uh, he does a lot for the Black community as well, but also in Black cinema because you inspire me to do something with my voice and uh, actually try to make a living off of it. Uh, next up that I have is, I, I this is my favorite person that I look up to. He's a musician, but it's more than music with him. It's more about art and uh, and lyrics. And my favorite lyricist in, in American history is Andre 3000, uh, one of my favorite. Uh, it's just, it's just something that makes me inspired by him, and uh, it's just the way that because I studied poetry and journalism, and the way he did the poems and his lyrics, it's not, 
it's not a regular rap song. It's more of poetry. And I want to give y'all an example uh, of one of his uh, songs that he did. Uh, it was called 16. It was called Rick Ross. And one thing that kind of that stood out to me the most was uh, one of his lyrics. He was just like, I'm, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> <clears throat> I want to wrap this for y'all. But it was, this is just kind of what he did. So the song spot 16. He said that it was the summer 88, or was it 89, or was it winter time? Oh, never mind. I'm in my room, booming, drawing LL Kute album co covers with the Crayolas on construction paper. Like, and it just kind of that shows you so much what he's saying in that song, and it's putting you in that image of what he's doing right now. And so uh and he also, and then it just really makes me feel like that he's one of my favorite lyricists, and I call him a poet. And right now he's he's maybe a little deranged right now, but he's living his life. He's doing what he wants to do, and he goes around playing a flute. And I love that freedom and just to come back and do his thing. But he's one of my favorite inspirations, one of my favorite inspirations. So that's why I inspired that inspires me, Keith David, and Andre Three Thousand. So Lee, uh, you're up next. Who's your inspiration? Man, I I don't know if they caught my face when uh when you actually said that yours was Keith David because I wasn't expecting that, uh -huh. and that's a that's a person I love so freaking much. Right. Um, like 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 you said, freaking gargoyles. Like, dude pops up in like Rick and Morty every other week. Like, he's an icon. I love right. him. Um, speaking of animation and icons, uh, mine is also from the from the world of uh uh cartoons and uh more specifically comic books. Uh, that would be Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, he was a writer for a bunch of comics and eventually cartoons uh, in, in the 90s, uh, well into the early 2000s. Uh, I've got my facts here in front of me. I'm kind of reading them off. He, he's, he's got to start at Marvel Comics, where he co-created the uh, book Damage Control, uh, which, if you remember, uh, they were a group of people in, in Spider-Man Homecoming that like would clean up uh, messes that made, like supervillains made. Um, he co-created them, uh, but uh, later at Marvel, he got kind of disillusioned with the comic book industry, in particular, how it treats its Black creators, so he teamed up with a bunch of other Black creators to create Milestone Comics, uh, which uh, got a production deal with DC Comics. Uh, Milestone, uh, their famous characters were like Icon, Rocket, and the biggest who you probably recognize would be Static. Uh, the character Static, he was able to, to take and create a cartoon show called Static Shock based around the character. Um, like, that's, you know, freaking our childhoods. Uh, from Static, Static Shock. Yeah, man. Uh, from Static Shock, he went on to produce and write for shows like Teen Titans, Justice League, Ben 10. Uh, and like, right, I feel like right as his career was like reaching his highs, Sadly, he passed away at the age of 49 in 2011. Yeah. Uh, but for what he, I mean, just like what he started was so important because there weren't a lot of black voices in the comic book industry at the time. I mean, the, the, even in the, you know, early to late 90s. Um, and he, he recognized that, you know, all, all these characters, these black characters that do exist, they were created by white people like well-meaning white people mind you but still white people so th their voices weren't exactly black voices that you were hearing uh and you know he wanted to remedy that so he was like 
screw it, we'll create our own universe and like heighten our own voices and talent. And that like, weirdly as a queer person that taught me a lot about the kind of stuff I wanna make and how I wanna represent my own community. And in addition to, to, to being this like big black voice and building basically an empire now, cause I mean, friggin' Static is a household name. He was also like one of the earliest people to put a queer character in a comic book. Like in the nineties, uh, Static's best friend, Richie came out of the closet. And like, you probably re remember him from the TV show. Right. It didn't happen then because you know, Kids WB was probably like, nah, we're not doing that yet. You got about 10 more, 10 more years before we're gonna put that on TV. <laughs> but in the comics, it was like, Oh my God, this is actually happening. And it was one of the most like honest portrayals too, because his best friend comes out of the closet and Static being a really crappy teenager is more concerned with what, well, now people are going to think I'm gay, so I can't hang out with you anymore. And there was a whole arc of them having to reconcile that and become friends again, because like I said, teenagers are crappy to each other. And, and that's the kind of thing that actually happens when you come out to somebody. And Dwayne McDuffie understood that and was putting it on a page in friggin' you know, 1996 or whatever. And yeah, that's, that's why he's my pick and he'll always be an inspiration for me. So I did not know all this. Wow. Uh, it's a lot to learn. And you're right, man. Static Shock is definitely a, uh, it's, it's, it's like a cult following almost, you know, oh, yeah. because he was that superhero. He wasn't like Black Vulcan and, you know, the other typical, uh, stereotypical <laughs> black electric guy. Exactly. That's, I, I, I think he was, he was trying to actively fight against that trope. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But, uh, he, uh, definitely, you know, the way, if you go back and watch that, it's like, it's so urban and so, it's so us, you know, and that's why people, I guess, connect to it because it's so us, you know, and, yeah. uh, definitely Dwayne McDuffie, you know, rest in peace. Thank you for your contributions. Uh, to the black culture and black community and the world of black history and comic books too. So uh, thank you so much, Lee, for giving us, you get an A plus, sir. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, so we want to hear more from you. So let's talk to y'all. What is some of your favorite black history people? Hi. When I was younger, black history was only taught one week. Now we have the shortest month of the year, February. But yet we have it, and I'm thankful for it because history should be taught in its entire entirety. I would like to emphasize my inspirations. Number one, Sojourner Truth. Just like Harriet Tubman, they both helped free former, they were former slaves, and they also led uh, former slaves to their freedom. Sojourner Truth is also known as and I'm famous for the speech, Ain't I a Woman? She fought for civil rights and women's rights. Marian Anderson, I like her because of her stance that she took when the Daughters of the American Revolution would not let her perform. She sang in front of the Lincoln Memorial and was also known, became the first Black woman to sing in the White House and perform with the uh, New York Metropolitan Opera. I like also Coretta Scott because she showed that life goes on even after the death of her husband. 
She's the main reason that we celebrate at the federal holiday of MLK. Shirley Chisholm was the first woman that introduced me to politics. But she was the first woman that I saw that ran for president in, the, in 1972. I also like to honor, like to honor Clementine Hunter, a Louisianan who was known for her full part. Thank you. What's going on, Straight Up Nation? I hope each and every one of you are having an incredible Black History Month. Now, just like Calvin, I too am a huge wrestling fan. So it goes without saying that I want to put a spotlight on Mark Henry, Kofi Kingston, and Bobby Lashley. These are three professional wrestlers of three different generations who have all put in major work. And I want to spotlight them not for the obvious reasons. Yes, they were entertaining. Yes, they were incredible athletes. But it's their story. Their story is so captivating and most importantly, so relatable. Because all three of these competitors, it took nearly a decade or actually a decade to reach their first world title. They've been, we all know that feeling of working for a company and you're giving your all and it feels like you just haven't reached that pinnacle yet or that you're getting passed up, right? But these three show that through perseverance, through focus and just staying, staying on your square, no matter what obstacle comes your way, that you can make it to that pinnacle. You can make it to that summit. So I just want to give you guys your flowers. You, you all are amazing. Thank you for entertaining me throughout the years. And yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Salute to you three brothers. All right. Thank you all so much for telling us who are some of your favorite, most influential people in Black culture and Black history. Uh, we're going to have more about Black History Month and celebrating everything Black history on the other side of the base. This is a Straight Up Show podcast. Stay tuned. Straight Up, we know that all lives matter, but historical events have shown that there is an inverse power dynamic between the races in our country. To highlight this, we present our Black Lives Matter merchandise. Because let's be real, some of you don't seem to understand that this isn't the organization, but a message. That message, end inequality towards minorities in America. And just in case that's too complicated for you in English, we have the phrase translated into 10 different languages. Visit StraightUpShowPodcast.com for this and all our other merch. That's S-T-R, the number 8, ShowPodcast.com. Shirts as low as $19.99. Loading from Southside 62 out right now. Make sure you tune in to the Straight Up Show podcast because that's where it's happening. You dig? All right, welcome back to the Straight Up Show podcast. This is our Black History episode celebrating our contributions 
to Black culture into the world and in America. This is our Black History Month. So happy Black History Month to all you all who are listening right now. Make sure you go out and learn some more or give the community service to somebody. I, you know, this sounds messed up and crazy, but back when, uh, like, you know, the whole George Floyd thing was going on and, like, so many people in Clubhouse was, like, uh, they had, like, these different rooms and stuff. Like, we got to do more for the Black culture. And I, I went on stage and, you know, they have stages in the Clubhouse. And I would go to these all-white rooms and I would tell them, like, the importance of Black history and Black culture and stuff like that. And on Clubhouse, you have your cash app listed on your page. Man, I, I made about $150 that night because they just out of guilt, you know? <laughs> so I'm not saying for Black History Month, you have to feel guilty, but uh, our cash app is Straight Up Sugar Podcast. We want it. I'm just kidding. But no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. But no, that was like the weirdest thing I've, I've ever had to happen to me. All, all I want to do is just talk about like the importance of, you know, the Black culture. But these people felt so guilty for some reason. And I, my my cash up is ding 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 ding. Like oh, oh, okay, cool, all right, you know. But sadly enough, that 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 fight that fight to just press on and learn more has died down. So uh, we want to make sure we fuel it back up, not just this month, but also year round. So it's not just that when another black man dies at the hands of uh, police or something like that. You know, we want to celebrate our community because we're not a monolith. Uh, we deserve to be here, and I think that our culture is used so unique that so many people have to mimic it. But as we distributed already, just uh, showed already uh, that without us and our inventions and our, our contributions to this country, uh, this country would not be where it's at. So, with that being said, Brandon, uh, tell us somebody who that inspires you uh, in this Black History Month. So I didn't know we was doing people that inspired us, because then I definitely yeah so i i didn't do that that, that was totally I, the assignment i i, I know f f f this is why i don't do school <laughs> I, i'm never going back uh why i'm <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's not happening but but i'm glad we're doing this and um because i it did force me to find somebody and i went through a list apparently oprah has this list of people she felt like people should know and i was like okay well, i'm gonna go through it and I found two people. Uh, one was a little girl, Louisiana girl. She was the first one to go to a uh, uh, segregated school. Wasn't gonna go that because didn't want, didn't feel like talking about Louisiana. Um, so I went with Henrietta Lacks, and I thought this woman was a great person to talk about mm -hmm. right now in this time period. So for those who don't know, like I didn't. So I'm, I was very happy to learn about her. She was born August 1st, 1920 in Virginia, uh, but she passed October 4th, 1951. So Henrietta Lacks, a young African-American woman, uh, was diagnosed with cervical tumor cancer. She went to the Johns Hopkins Hospital, which at the time was pretty much the only hospital that would take Black people or, and uh, would work on that type of treatment. Uh, but what makes her story so great is, well, depending on who you talk to, uh, great is that during the procedure, the operation, they actually cut a piece of her cancer and gave it to uh, their lab, a person in their lab called George I, who at the time uh, dealt with T. 
tissue culture. Tissue culture is when they gather people's uh, sales and they basically, it's like a farm of people uh, sales and you have a cancer sales and they uh, send out to uh, people all over the world to kind of help figure out, you know, how diseases, how to cure diseases, uh, help build vaccines, just how science, you know, it's a very science tool to help progress us through the world. Well, they took it without her permission. They took her sales without her permission. Uh, so here we are again, you know, we, uh, we got something from a black woman that became a tool uh, that for one, helped uh, learn how I, HIV and also HIV and uh, tuberculosis and other, her sales. First of all, the reason why her sales were so great is because they, they duplicated in 24 hours. Sales die after a while, but her cancer sales multiplied at a rate to where they never died. That's why they were so great. And They're still called, using yeah, the HeLa sales, HeLa, HeLa sales. Yes, still going. Costs, I believe, like four thousand dollars. I don't know. Look it up. I want you to do that anyway. Uh, I think even Oprah did a movie, and there's tons yeah. of books on it because that's how important this crap went. Because once again, the big important thing is they took her sales without permission. Of course, they. This is where the craziness comes into play when. Uh, guy releases to the public her name was nowhere on that that news so here we are you know white scientists i have this amazing thing even though he got from a black woman that was not mentioned uh the only time it was mentioned is when i guess some scientists that was using her sales something went wrong and there's like then the news was like of course it went wrong it became it came from this Narrator, lax person. It was a sale from a black woman. Of course, something went wrong. Well, when everything was all good, they kept mis mispronouncing her name as Helen uh, and uh, some other names. So just Helen L, Helen Larson. That was her name. You know, mm -hmm. know her name. Uh, but now, the family, matter of fact, I have a year for you. I believe it was 19, uh, I thought I had a year for it. But sooner or later, that changed. Uh, so when they had to give the sale, the, the uh, basically the deep parts of the sales of how her eye color was, what her eye color was, her hair, everything else, they had to release that to the public. So it was up to the scientists uh, to, say, hey, do we want the family to be a part of this? Because basically their public records is gonna be all over the world. They went to the family and the family said, yes, we want to know what you're doing with our family sales because that is our, who we are. Uh, what's so great about that right now, really, really and I, I couldn't get too much into it because everybody else was short, but what's so great about this one, this, this figure, this woman, it's because the black community often, like me, I don't, I just don't, I just don't like hospitals, but we often don't like hospitals or don't like to get tested on because of past history. And I'm, this is not to get people to get COVID vaccines. I, you know, this isn't one of those things where I'm saying, go get, go get your vaccines. But 
the family, the reason why they wanted to actually sit and work with these people is because they wanted to be part of the table. Often black people have a, a, a issue with third party hear nay say. And I talked to a woman, which really made me want to be part of podcast. We have to get to a point to where do you want to be uh, plugged in or do you want to be connected with information? How are you getting your information? There's a ton of us that are in bio labs, doctors. Talk to your talk to your community, your people to get the truth. So when things happen, we know what's true or not. If it wasn't for them saying, yes, I want to be at the part table, they could have easily got money. But instead, they say, I want to be able to make decisions on what y'all do with these sales going forward so they can control how they treat that. So just, I thought this was very relevant about like what's happening right now, mm-hmm. you know, because we have a lot, I know a lot of nurses, a lot of people. Uh, so when things go around, I talk to them. I don't go to Facebook. I talk to them like, hey, what's going on in their lab? I'm seeing a lot of people get sick. What's, what's how many, how many people are you dealing with? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going straight to the source. You know, I ain't going to Facebook, Instagram, and none of these uh, sites though. And, it, and it's crazy. Be- and it's crazy because like, that's everybody's resource now. It's like, oh, if I didn't see it on Facebook or, and you know how I feel about local wannabe news reporters, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, spreading our information and people flock to that false information. So uh, thank you, Brandon, so much for that. You know, we need to hear about that. Christina, uh, Brandon, you get an A plus. I forgive you. You get an A plus. Who? Okay. Uh, Christina. Days too. And, and awesome. I figure you would. That's why when I, when I saw because I didn't think Chris, I thought uh, about talking about her, but I was like, I, when I saw you was actually going to be on show, I was like, I didn't know mm-hmm. Christina was going to be here. She might actually <laughs> take this one from me. Uh, <laughs> well, good, you went first. But uh, yeah. yeah, so Christina, let's see if you can get Erna A and tell us if you can give us somebody that inspires you this Black History Month. I have an answer. I have a I have a light answer and I have a heavier answer, as I usually will. Yeah, I, uh, we're here <laughs> okay, for it. So I'll start with my light one. Um just because this one's cool to me. Uh and I've I've met this person only once, but I, I've watched this person grow a lot and she's a musician right now who um she's a black uh young black woman who also was in Korea when I was in Korea. Uh, she, she lived there for a few years and she was there finishing up her degree to be a rocket scientist. Like she, she's a real deal rocket scientist who just stopped doing that career. She's no longer an astro, like an engineer um, to make music. And there are so many other things that that she was involved into, and she's 28 now, maybe 29. I'm I'm just above her, but um, her name's Rakaya, and you know she she lived she speaks Korean fluently. Of course, she taught herself Korean, and while she was going to school to be this rocket scientist, and now she's a musician who also can sing in Korean, has released music in Korean. Um, but you know she's she's writing for Korean celebrities and everything, so it, it was it's just really amazing to have watched her do these things from just studying in Korea. And I I 
found her when I was trying to learn it as well. And it was amazing. So um, that's really interesting and inspiring to see because, you know, it's someone who in real time you get to acknowledge in this day and age saying, I'm going to do whatever interests me. Like, there is no cap to it. I don't have to make this type of music. I don't have to prove anything academically or whatever. She's like, I'm dead ass a rocket scientist. I'm an engineer and I can make this music and I can do whatever I want to. It's like, I can write music for a Korean man, woman. I can make a rap song for whoever in LA. I can write, I can do whatever I need. You know, it's, it's an unstoppable force thing. And I've watched her also inspire and be surrounded by inspiring black women and men who are doing similar things or things that you're just like, you are going where? Like you just graduated with this degree and now you're going back to MIT for something totally different. You did, you never got a job in that degree. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see young people, older people, but young people in general, still have that unstoppable mentality when right now people are finding respectable but still you know like the shortcut ways um to to make careers of themselves everyone's like I'm gonna provide for myself this way I'm gonna make my hobby into my you know career or my side hustle becomes my main figure there's nothing wrong with those those are amazing too because that takes a lot of work (laughs) and insane amount of work but it, it, it's amazing to see people who are still like, I'm going to be a doctor. I mm, think I'm going to be a lawyer. No, I think I'm going to be an astronaut. And they do it in one lifetime. You're like, I can't make it through school. <laughs> like, what degree? <laughs> How are you doing these things? So I am amazed by those things. But I love Rakaya. Find her online. She's amazing. Her, her work looks amazing too. She does the coolest like science fiction, fantasy uh, mm. vibes and stuff. She's amazing. Find her. Yes, yes. Send me her link. I'll, I'll have to. Rakai is amazing. But um, heavier answer is I hated when you were like, hey, find someone who inspires you. And I was like, that's going to bother me because I am also a person who, especially with Black people, uh, I find anyone who has done something or attempted to do something or lived a life to be inspiring in some way, just like you had someone who inspired you and Lee had someone who inspired him in very specific ways. I was like, that's amazing in general. Like you, 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 you love that this person did something that could teach or touch someone in a way. And I was like, there's just too many people out there for me to be like, oh, I wanna narrow it down to a couple. And I understand why I have to narrow it down, but there's something that you can learn from literally everyone. You, you found someone who made you feel inspired by finding a way to use their voice to make something of themselves. And I was like, that's amazing because there are people out there who are like, I have this unique voice and I never knew I can make some, make something of it, you know, and, and you find out people are voice actors, but then when you specifically find a black person who might've even had a similar upbringing to you, it, it makes you feel like it's more reachable. So I feel like uh, everyone, teachers, doctors for sure, uh, lawyers, 
musicians, models, whatever you want to consider it to be. I, I think everyone should strive to, to be as good of a person or inspirational as they can be for everyone in general, because you never know who you're going to develop in that type of way, you know? So, so reach out for it. If you want to write, you will find a black writer and you will be inspired by that person You in different things, you know? So I just, I just had to be like, I had to be that person who was like, there's just look around everybody. It could be your mom, your dad, your, your neighbor, whoever, but somebody's done something amazing that will uh, inspire you. So if I had to pick another heavier answer, it would be every former, uh, every, every black soldier in the major wars, because those were people who fought with a dream in mind and they had a lot of things that they were carrying. They were fighting two totally different, three wars actually, you know, war on America, war on rights, and then war on blackness. Uh, and to, to go out and fight with the hope that, you know, you could trust your fellow soldier and then that things would be better for you on the other end. You're fighting for freedom and you're fighting for respect, two forms of freedom at that. They get my utmost. Uh, respect and then they inspire me the most because that is hope right there you know that that is something that I I just it, it blows my mind every time I think about them because you couldn't pay <laughs> people to do what they did right now um so they're my biggest inspiration when I'm like okay you got to do something <laughs> you got to do something because they 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 did too much to not do anything so that's my heavy answer. Just alone. Like I gotta do something because they did too much. So uh, I was gonna give you a B because you cussed and I gotta edit this stuff. So and my bad. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna give you a B because that's the word you said, uh, the B uh word. And but no, as always, <laughs> you get a you get an A plus because you know what you said is very inspirational, it's very deep. I never would think that uh you especially with you being a veteran yourself like the the wars that they had to fight and to come back home was it dead president i think it's the movie dead presidents that was the movie about dead presidents with uh lorenz tate i, think I watched dead, dead president i think it was about a soldier fighting the war in vietnam had to come back home and experience what he had to experience and it was just you know which was one of the reasons why muhammad ali didn't want to go to the vietnam or the war you know because you know, we're fighting our own war at home. So uh, it's glad that you said that. And I want to thank not only just our Black soldiers, but the soldiers that are current, because we're going through times right now, uh, but dealing with those people who fought for our freedom to be here. Uh, and all those in Black history who paved the way from, and I, I say that I didn't want to talk about traditional uh, figureheads, but they really were the forefront to inspire those. And there's so many heroes out there right now who names we probably won't ever, ever hear about. Uh, but their sacrifices are the ways that we can do shows like this. And I always say that I, I love my grandma because, you know, she lived during a time to where she was actually picking picking cotton uh, to where she couldn't vote as a woman and a black woman as a black person. So, but just to live long enough to see the black president, you know, so just to be in that time, we talked about Betty White, like, could you imagine like the people who live in a hundred years for what they saw? You know, it, it's crazy. And y'all have to keep in mind, America is only 250 years old. You know what I mean? And so just to live 100 years of that, 
you know, and, and, and so I really think that the next hundred years that we're slowly turning the curve, I think. Uh, I just hope that the next 250 years uh, can be much brighter and that uh, from what our constitution says, we actually cannot uh, make it hypocritical because right now it is. And we want equal rights for everybody. And I think this is my soapbox about black history. I think that black history is just celebrating what we are, what we've become and what we contributed. And it's like, you know what? We don't need a month. You know, we do this daily. We contribute daily. Uh, all we ask for is to see at the table. You know, and that's that's all any black person can ever want is to see at the table. Like, hey, maybe I want to be a doctor. Maybe I want this. Because some people are not as inspired and motivated to do these things because they're being told they can't. Uh, so uh, we're going to toss it to some of our friends right now, uh, some more of our friends to tell us who they are inspired by and black history. Boy, um, the person that comes to mind first and foremost is Colin Powell for me. Um, I'm a, a veteran and for me to be able to see him as he uh, rose through the ranks and became the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and also then became the Secretary of State, um, he stands out for me. I basically lived this time right here with him. Um, and also, what does Black history mean to me? It means educating ourselves and realizing our, our value. So every day is Black history for me, you know, is the ability to be able to understand and learn more about our individuality, our uniqueness. Um, it's a very personal thing and something that hopefully we can all use 365 days a year. Well done to my people in the Straight Up podcast and to Calvin. Thank you for reaching out and asking me to talk about uh, the Black History Month and what it means to me. Yeah, Black History, you know, means uh, to me a month to show appreciation, to acknowledge the Blackness and its uniqueness and of all those African Americans that gave hope to their posterity and a lifelong lesson that could be used in our today's society. It, it doesn't just mean uh, the bad times that they had to go through, you know, to accomplish what they have done, but it means to me, okay, you know, the integrity, their leadership, you know, and their determination. Without these key three things, they wouldn't have been able to succeed in their struggle. So this is what it means to me. And I've always tried to learn and to improve, you know, based on their integrity, their leadership and their determination to win. Okay. So and then to me, so many black people you know, have inspired me. Many of them have shown me what it means to be great leaders. Okay. So one of them is uh, Barack Obama, the former president of the United States of America. Okay. Yeah. He, he has taught me that if you if you believe you would achieve whatever thing you set your mind in. The same thing goes also to President uh, Gulok Ebele Jonathan, also a former president of Nigeria, my country, okay? He has also taught me that one, if you also believe, you'll achieve that you can start from zero, okay, and get to the top. That you don't really need to cut corners to achieve what you want to achieve. Just like the great ancestors of the African Americans, they really put in their all to be able to achieve all they have achieved for their posterity and for the freedom of the black race. Black is beautiful. Black is original. 
black is unique. Then for my brothers in the diaspora, the African Americans, okay, in Africa here, life is good, okay. You can also come visit Africa and learn so much about your ancestors. Funny enough, many of you think that we live in forests or in trees. Okay, so we don't live on trees, we don't live on the on, on the trees, okay? So we don't live in the forest. Yeah, we have enough water. I think recently something trended that when they were saying that they were sending water to Africa. Please, that is a wrong narrative. That is a wrong perspective. Okay, so Africa also, despite their challenges, okay, is doing so well. Not everyone in Africa is poor. Not everyone in Africa is uh, is hungry, okay? So, just like you have every, you have them everywhere in the world, it is still the same way in, in Africa. All right, thank y'all so much for, you know, coming on the show today and recording those responses. Uh, yeah, this is, like, history is so much to us, y'all. And uh, it, it means a lot to me because it makes me happy to know that, you know, our people are being celebrated. And I think it was on Atlanta, Charles Gambino was like, you know, uh, the guy's like, go back to Africa. So I can't go back to Africa, dude, because I'm broke, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and I think my friend uh, there, uh, we had a debate about this, about um, uh, Luis. He was saying that like, you know, the black culture, you know, it's so easy for us Hispanics to go back to El Salvador or to Mexico because it's just right across the border, you know, but like if we feel that we're not being cultured enough, but, you know, African-Americans don't have that ability to go back to the roots because we don't know. We don't know who our roots is. Like my, my last name is Hamilton uh, point, but like that's not my real organic last name because it's not my real lineage. But, you know, so I, I can't go back. People, I say people get mad about like, you know, uh, certain things in America. I'm mad because I'll die not knowing my real last name. That's why Malcolm X put an X because it's not his real last name, but I'm not a, oh, say my, my last name is Smith or Hare. It's not my last name, you know, and not my history. So uh, that's part of the history that I would love to find out what is my real last name. And uh, for those who, who don't know what that means is that when we, are, our, our, our ancestors were slaves, they were given their house master's last name. And so that would carry on from generation to generation. So uh, that's one of my biggest issues with our history is that you know, some of us will never know our real last names and we can't go back as far as however it goes to trace our family tree because we don't know where we come from. And I think that the more that we evolve in this country, uh, we're learning to find our, our identity. And I think that because I think that we do as a society go through identity crisis as a race, but I, I really think that the black American uh, is a race that's innovative and that everybody want, we're cool. Like it's, I think being being black is cool. Like there's some people who are ashamed of being black. I'm not, I'm like, man, I'm cool. Like, but you know, but we're not all the same because I can't dance at all. <laughs> I can't dance. Like uh, uh, once they're, I like chicken them and that's, that's a stereotype, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, but like, you know, it, it's, we're not what you see on TV. Um, and, uh, but we're so much more. And the fact that there's some people out there saying that, you know, we shouldn't be here. We don't want to associate with you. You're not, you're beneath us. It's like, if you put us on an equal playing field right now, and you taught us how to, to learn the ways that we do, 
we can thrive. Because I'm pretty sure, you know, kudos to my mom, I love you, because, and my dad, because to see them make sure we fed, we were fed for $40 a week, like on groceries and $40, that's a miracle. And I can only imagine how it was to be a slave, like just eating scraps and surviving till the next day. So I think our people were strong, resilient, and we just have to be celebrated outside of February. We get 28, 29 days. That's that's not enough. Like, you know, but and we're not just saying that we want black everything, trust me. And we just want a seat at the table. Like, because if you gave us scraps and we make a meal out of it, but we want more than scraps. We want to sit at the table so we can feast and dine with the kings and queens because we are kings and queens. And if you're listening right now, uh, we want you to join the conversation. Join us. You know, talk about us. Let us know who are some of your favorite figureheads and who inspires you. Uh, don't let the politics divide you and divide us. Or don't let the hate take over because we don't want to hate. When we have that love, that love brings us all together and then we can actually turn to be a great country that we already are. Not great again. We're great, but we're greater together. So no more division. Try to be better. I love you all. We love you all. And what you want to join us. That's the end of our show. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Brandon, Lee. Happy Black History Month, y'all. So Calvin, just to add to what you said, to help make sure you get that done, Find somebody in your industry that was black and has done something to help what you do. I'm quite sure there's somebody, somebody, if you're a writer, teacher, uh, welder, I really don't know what you do. And at this point, that's irrelevant. But this is where you need to dive in. One of my regrets is we have lost some black figures. Uh, recently, and I didn't know nothing about them until they passed. Take the time to dive into your industry, find somebody, use this month as an excuse and uh, Calvin's call to action and find somebody and learn about them. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Lee, happy Black History Month, man. Same to you, man. Th- thank you for the opportunity for uh, me to come and talk about one of my heroes. You are Christina. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. I want to thank you all for joining us. Join the conversation. Continue the conversation at our website at www.shutupshowpodcast.com. That's www.str8upshowpodcast.com. You can find one of our exclusive uh, merchandise. I'm going to give it to you for free right now. Uh, use the hashtag, or use the code, promo code, straight up free on our Black Lives Matter t shirt translated into 10 different languages that is a free shirt all month long in february of course you would pay for the shipping handling but to us that's our gift to you for listening today uh you can find our other merchandise there if you want to support our podcast uh, we do have a patreon page at patreon.com forward slash straight show podcast 318 patreon.com forward slash straight show podcast 318. Uh, we have four different tiers, 3, 5, 10, 20. Support our podcast, become a member. Until then, there's only one rule to our show. You gotta be straight up. 
Straight up. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy Black History Month, y'all. Y'all have a good one.